Boy, do we have a good one for you. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The Roman Show. This is your host, Rodolfo Roman. And this week, ladies and gentlemen, boy, do we have a good one for you. We have Titan FC fighter Trent McCowan, who will be returning to South Florida for some MMA action this week. On Thursday, the event will air live on UFC Fight Pass. And we've all heard the stories, Disney World opening up. We want to get back to our sporting events. Is it safe? Is it not? Well, we have Dr. Anthony Harris, medical director of work here, joining us here to talk about everything and everything that you need to know about going to a sporting event or a theme park for that matter and being safe. That and a whole lot more coming up next on The Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Thank you, everyone. It's another episode here of the program. I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman. Thank you very much for joining us here. And make sure that you follow us on our socials on Facebook, Roman Show Media. Also on our Twitter account, at The Roman Show. And of course, we're always live on our website, theromanshow.com. Or you can go ahead and also subscribe to our YouTube channel, All Roman 0201. Well, we're doing this one a little different. Recording out in the outdoors, uh, getting some fresh air, getting some vitamin D3, uh, which is much needed nowadays with everything that's occurring now. So everyone, hopefully everyone is safe, taking care of themselves, practicing the social distancing, wearing their mask. We need to stay positive, everyone. Everyone needs to be rest assured that we're going to get through this. I know that these masks are in the best of things. I can tell you that because as I record this thing, I'm wearing a mask since I am outdoors here in Miami-Dade County. Uh, some doctors have claimed this area uh, as the next Wuhan, uh, a very dangerous spot. So everyone just needs to follow the protocols. Uh, eventually, everything will come back to what somewhat was. Uh, it's not going to be quite the same. But if we just do our part, guys, stop with the the, the, the debate on whether or not I should wear a mask or whatnot. Just wear the damn thing. Listen, I myself, when I exercise, I wear it. It's not the most pleasing thing. But I understand that I, I can't be selfish. I can't just be going out there uh pretending everything is fine when we do know that it's not and let me tell you and you'll hear the interview later with dr anthony harris here in the program but uh the situation lies where it's not just only about you but it's only about others that are that are around you uh you need to just protect yourself uh so we we need to just follow the proper protocols uh stop just thinking about yourself and we will get through this. The more we practice it, the faster we will get back things to, 
to somewhat of a normal uh, or the new normal because I, I'll tell you this much and I think you know I'm guilty and a lot of us are guilty of is let's face it man some people they go to the restrooms they don't wash their hands or they touch things and they're not constantly washing their hands like they should I mean it is what it is <laughs> let's face it but I think that this thing this pandemic has taught us to continuously wash your hands prevent touching your face and spread any viruses to yourself so in the long run we're gonna come out of this better uh, let's do what we have to do in our part and listen the more we do this stuff the sooner we'll get back to our sports and dr. Anthony Harris will join us in just a few to talk about that hey listen this program is brought to you by our good friends at Manscaped visit manscaped.com and use a promo code the Roman show to get a percentage off your purchase also our good friends a knockoff fight gear knockoff fight gear has some great equipment for fighting uh, jiu-jitsu any combat sport that you can think of head on over to knockoffboxing.us and purchase your equipment now in fact they were the ones that equipped me for my uh, competition I had back in uh, in December and I got to tell you that the, the stuff that they provide is affordable and good. <laughs> this ain't no cheap stuff. So head on over to knockoutboxing.us. And also brought to you by our good friends at Ball Wash. Head on over to ballwash.com. Listen, this is the product that is going to eliminate any order from your balls. All right, let's face it. After exercising, after you've been in the office, we get a little stinky down there. Use Ball Wash and... You'll be smelling like roses. Ballwash.com is the website. Head on over and check them out. Or just head on over to theromanshow.com. And you can find out all the details on how to go on to Ballwash. All right. This week, Titan FC returns with some great action again here in Miami, Florida. Uh, Very blessed that that at least we have one, uh, a constant promotion here. Uh, in South Florida and Florida hell the world that has been putting events aside from the UFC and, and I've said this you've heard me say this many times but aside from UFC Titan FC has probably the most uh, events uh, during that when since the pandemic started they've been having an event every single month uh, going back um, to let's see uh, uh, June June July or May uh, so you have my May, June, July, three months in a row that we've had some great competition. Uh, so absolutely, that's uh, something great that they're doing. Uh, again, you know, and, and I and I and I and I, you know, it just, it's just it's just irritating. Again, as I, as I am recording this out here in the outdoors, people uh, just stay away from practicing the social distancing. You get you 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 wear the mask. Uh, have everything and they just refuse to do the six feet for whatever reason they feel like they are kings and they want to just take over the damn sidewalk sorry I was just ranting there uh, getting some some fumes out of me here because just people just don't understand but either way back to the topic here Tad and FC returns in the great action and Trent McCowan will be taking on Jerry Goodman and Trent McCowan is an interesting person because he 
competed down here in Miami when CFA was around and CFA was a company back in the early 2010s 2011 12 around that time that was a staple or was a stage that allowed performers such as Kamaru Usman Kobe Covington some of the savages that you see today in the UFC compete and Trent McCowan was part of that group of course at the time he was very young he's more experienced he's, he's a more mature man now and we speak to him about his upcoming fight here on the program how a phone call lifted his spirits so without further ado we're gonna welcome in Trent McCowan who will compete this Thursday on the latest Titan FC fight card which you can only see live on UFC Fight Pass. Coming up next, Trent McCown. big shows and I want the best of the best because uh, I'm out here to uh, prove that I'm the best and I, I, I that I belong in the uh, mecca of promotions and we know what that is right and that uh and, and Titan FC is a big dog promotion they got a lot of killers in there and I'm so excited to get in there and, and, and show what I'm about to these people yeah I mean no, no doubt and I I like to just go ahead I mean you, you've been at this for some time your your, your first fight goes back to 2020 and, and and again just just want to let everybody know uh you competed back in in the c actually cfa number two and that goes back to 2011 and just to refresh everyone's uh -huh. mind cfa uh down here in florida was one of the top promotions uh back in the day yeah. uh i mean yeah you know it's crazy to think but names like kobe covington kamaro usman were fought mm -hmm. for cfa and made a name yeah, for themselves yeah, yeah like uh, uh hell i even remember meeting uh uh Yoel romero uh, right. i mean all that man all these big dogs were there man and i was surrounded by him and i felt like i belonged you know and uh and uh you know it just it just kind of it, it sucks you know that they went under but you know that's that's business sometimes you float sometimes you sink and uh but man i'm telling you dude that that was the, like to me that was like a renaissance era you know it was I was fighting alongside some of the best. Uh, I was doing, I was doing good. I was getting the job done in there. You know what I mean? I was building myself the best I could. You know, I didn't, I didn't win that undefeated tournament, but I, learned, mm -hmm. I took that as a learning lesson. You know, and uh, I knew how to. Uh, so, so from there, I, I knew that one of the biggest things that I suffered in uh, before being young, of course, is not uh, being disciplined with my diet and my weight cutting, right. and uh, and and so that's something that I've learned over the years recently. Uh, like so for like right now man I'm, I'm walking around within 14 pounds of my weight class right now uh, i plan on actually 
Uh, I was put, I was putting it everywhere, man, that I wanted to fight at 155 again, and I, I was on my way there. And, and then this came, so I kind of put a halt to losing so much weight and swimming so much and just kind of keeping what I have and, and working with that. And, uh, yeah, man, this is a blessing. This is a blessing from God. So, yeah, because I have here, so you, you fought last year, and, and prior to that, you had a, you had some time. Some time away uh, from let me see, 2016 yes. and into 2000. So why why that break there? It seems like you've been having about a fight a year. So what ended up happening was is um, after I had fought. Uh, let's see, I fought and uh, you guys probably don't know his name, but Andrew Law in 2015 uh, beat him at 170, and then uh, really what it came down to was I didn't have a manager. I was doing everything on my own. Wow. Uh, I had I started to pop out kids like you wouldn't believe, <laughs> and, uh, and and you know so then the responsibility started to stack up on me, and um, you know no no one was reaching out to me. I I was just I, I almost felt neglected, you know, um, because I, I know a lot of people, a lot of promoters around Ohio, and even even in other states, they they know of me. They know that you know they could always message me if they need uh, you know needed to fight and no one ever did and so then I basically what I did was is I took the norm the life of a norm and I still I still listen I've I've been practicing martial arts since I was 18 years old and even before and I never stopped I never stopped that you know what I mean I never stopped doing what my what I'm destined to do which is you know being able to fight but uh, as far as staying active in the cage goes uh, yeah there was a three-year lapse uh, between 2015 and 2018 where uh, basically all I did was work my ass off, uh, working odd jobs, you know, uh, factory jobs. Um, hell, I, I was even the general manager of a pizza place. And, uh, <laughs> I was just trying to make it and, and make a good living for the children, man. Uh, keep them happy, keep them uh, what they need. And But I'm going to be honest with you, the whole time, uh, I did not feel right. I didn't feel like I was in where I belonged. I didn't love what I was doing. And I knew that one day something was going to come my way. And then... Uh, and so then three, three years uh, had went by, and uh, I started talking to uh, Scott Sheely from Iron Tiger. And um, I, I told him, you know, hey, man, you know, you guys got a good show down here in Columbus. That's where most of my following is. And, you know, if you guys could get me on there, I would love it. And uh, so then and, uh, in the beginning of 2018, I fought Travis Hussey. Uh, we had a good fight of the night. I was rusty, uh, but, you know, I came out on top, man. And uh, in the third round, and won. Um, and, then, and then it was, uh, and then after that, it was another year before I fought again. Because uh, well, they just and, and don't get me wrong, man. You know, the, the, I understand that you know, these promoters—they're busy. They got stuff to do. You know, there's so many more fighters they got to take care of. I understand, but I felt like I was sitting on a shelf, and uh, and so I barked, I barked, I barked, and then finally gave me another fight uh, with that Mark Martin in 2019, and uh, I, I was at my most af athletic. I was almost at my athletic apex, you know what I mean? And, uh, but, uh, but I, I, at the same time, I felt like I, I lacked on a lot of things as far as drilling and techniques and stuff goes, because that's the stuff I used to do all the time back in the day. That's why I was finishing guys in 30 seconds and in a minute and stuff at TFA, because, you know, I, I always went with the basics and I always trained them, you know, religiously. And, and, uh, so, you know, uh, I kept the athleticism and uh, I did the best I could in that fight, but you know it didn't go my way. We, we did get fired tonight, though. I was I was glad to be able to entertain the crowd, but man, you know that don't sit well with me. And so then from there, I uh, I basically told 
you know, the, the people that I was working for that, let's keep the ball rolling, let's keep the ball rolling. And months went by and I haven't heard. And, uh, and then they, there were some talks and stuff, and then boom, this coronavirus stuff happened, uh, let's say about, what, six months ago? Right. And, uh, and, um, and then everything just fell through. The governor said, no, no shows here. Uh, so basically, even the UFC stopped putting on shows for a while, and then they they came back, and then so they basically led the way for all all these uh, states that could open up and uh, have shows. They opened up for them, so that way we could start having shows again and, and putting on uh, some entertainment for the for the fans. And, and and even though there's not a crowd, it does not matter, man. You know, it's it's an arena. We're in there. We're fighting, and uh, you know, it's uh, it, man, it's a beautiful thing. You know. Uh, the the crowd brings an extra little bit of pressure, but it's also awesome to have people cheering in the audience. But at the same time, I feel like this not having a crowd is is, is like to me it's a deeper thing because it's like we're we're going to hear every little thing. We're going to hear each other's breaths. We're going to you know we're going it, to it's going to there's going to be more senses involved in this, and uh, and I'm excited to get the chance to do this. You know because uh, when the UFC put their first show on with no audience, I I, I just was. I was, I, I had goosebumps. I had chills, man, because I heard every little impact and every every smack and blood splatter, and I just it, it just started like it just started waking me up more and more. Going, man, I need to, I need to get into one of these. I need to get in there. I need to get in there. And then, so you know, basically, man, I I I've been wanting to stay active. I've been wanting to fight, and uh, I've just been preparing since that last fight, uh, staying ready, keeping my weight good, keeping my technique sharp, so that. When this opportunity like like this one arose, I was ready, and uh, and believe me, um, I believe I'm in the right hands now, and I believe that these guys, when they see me on the 23rd, what I can do, they'll keep me going, and uh, and that's what I'm looking for, man. I'm looking to continue and stay active constantly. You, you know, you said a, you said a, uh, an interesting tale, an inspired one too, because you found yourself, you know, no 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 training, no gym, and. But you never kept up on uh, on your goals. You you kept going. What 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 was the motivation? You know, you said you had a you have children, you got a family. But what what kept you going? You had to you know work at a pizza place. But tell me about that. So what kept me going was the uh, the faith I have in God and, and knowing that where I belong in life and my destiny and my destiny it, it is to be a warrior. It is to be a fighter. Um, you know, uh, I, I listen. I invite you to do a, a, a real deep research of the McCown name mm. and uh, and find out where my my family origins come from we were we were all uh, we were all fighters we were all uh, guardians we were all fought in war we all we were all everyone in my in the McCown family has been warriors and fighters and it's like so that it, inside of me it, it never went to sleep it just stayed it just kept me awake and just kept me thinking don't say never uh, don't completely drop you know don't don't drop everything and think you got to change your life and uh, do something you don't love to do. Just keep faith and God will give you what you want. If you stay, you know, faithful and, uh, and man, I'm telling you, it's God, God kept me in. And, um, and, and then also knowing that I have, I have, I have two boys and two girls that look up to me and I want them to carry on this lineage of fighting. And I want them to be better than I was and do more than I did. And I'll be there to help them every step of the way. And so, so man, there's a lot of deep, deep things in here that motivate me and keep me going and keep me from not leaving this area of life. And, uh, and I don't want people going out there thinking, Oh man, he's just been inactive. You know, he's just been not doing nothing. No, you know, for, I don't want to cuss on, on the radio, sure. but forget that. It's not like that. You know, I want believe what you want, but I've been ready and I've been staying ready. 
and uh, and especially since this past year, I've I've been definitely uh, just just keeping the faith, man, that something was going to come, and just staying ready. My weight is as better; it's it's better than it's ever been. Like I said, I was ready to go down to 155, and and, and now I. I'm only 12 pounds, 13 pounds away from my weight class right now, and uh, hell, I can water weight that out in five hours. I mean, I, I'm, I'm literally at the best physically that I can be and mentally that I can be, also spiritually. So, uh, so yeah, man, having that faith, that keeps me going. So now so now you're training, um, what is that, Lashley Training Center and Julian Lane, is that right? He's yeah, in there so, with uh, you? The Lashley's Training Center, they have a... Uh, they have a nice facility here, man, in Mount Vernon. Um, the thing is, is that there's not a lot of big, big time fighters around. You know, they, we do have our amateurs, we do have a couple pros and everything, but everybody's got their own thing going on. You know what I mean? So it's kind of hard to get people in. But I've known Julian for years, and uh, and, and it was just one of these things where, like, uh, I'd say about four months ago, three, or about three months ago, we started getting into contact, and, and we said, "Hey, man, let's, you know, let's just start." getting together and, and training multiple times a week together, working technique, getting that sparring we need and stuff. And, and uh, man, you know, people sleep on Julian. I'm telling you, you know, he, he knows so much more than people, you know, think. You know what I mean? He, he's been around. He know, he's been around the best. He's trained around the best. I am learn, I'm actually, he's, he's teaching me a lot of things that I overlooked and never knew, you know, as a professional uh, that, that could help my game. And, uh, and you know, he, he's, uh, man, he, he He's like an angel sent from God, man. He's helping me out so much. Um, he's a motivating factor for me. Uh, he's a good sparring partner. He's a good training partner. He's a good man, and, and, and it's exciting to have him in my in my in my corner. You know what I mean? And I'm in his corner too. So, and now, yeah, and it, it's a uh, it's a blessing. Dude. And now you got Jaron Gooden uh, coming up. Um, Titan FC July 23rd is on a Thursday on UFC Fight Pass. So what can you tell me about Jared? Jared's a vet too. He's he's been around. Oh yes, yes. This man, he, he you know, he's very seasoned. Um, very big dude. Very mm-hmm. big dude. For, uh, I'm actually interested to see how he makes his weight. You know, uh, he's pretty muscular and uh, he has good height. But uh, I, I, I don't know. See, I, I, I go, I do my research, but I don't look at the numbers. I would say he's fought at 170 before, mm-hmm. and uh, so I should. So he shouldn't have no problem making no weight. I see a dangerous opponent, but you know, so am I. So. Uh, it's just a matter of who's going to uh, who's going to drown you first. You know what I mean? And uh, and believe me, uh, I'm my, the new nickname for me is the Torrent, the Torrent. And so remember that nickname and, uh, and 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 research that nickname and see where it derives from, and you'll see that is going to be my fighting style. It's like water. I'm, my goal is to drown this man in any way, shape, or fashion, um, and you know make him want to quit. And there's, you know, there's no other way to do it than that. Right, no, no. And, and thanks for you know, I, I'm going to go ahead and announce you there uh, on the 23rd, so looking forward to that. And, and again, coming um, coming down here again uh, in South Florida since it, it's been some time, and uh, this is a good opportunity. You're going to be main eventing, so it's a, it's a huge deal yes, there. Yes. Uh, and again, yes. all eyes. So, so you know, you had you had that, that opportunity there with CFA. Of course, all those eyes were on you. You were, you were like you said, you were – you're, you were surrounded by by future stars at the yeah, time. The best, man. Yeah. Future stars, man. I mean, I was training. I listen. I was doing training camps with uh, Amanda Valianas Nunez, man. Wow. Before she, uh, when she got out of Strike Force, right before she got in UFC, and she's such a good-hearted person. And, and it's, I remember seeing her there uh, uh, at the CFA weigh-ins and stuff. And it was just like I was surrounded by so many. 
good athletes and good people and professionals. And it was just, I, I guess at the time, I, I guess you could say I was a little starstruck because, you know, I was young and um, th- these are my idols. These are people I look up to and I've watched my whole life. And, and, and so when I was just honestly, you know, I know me and, and, and CFA, we, I wouldn't say we had a falling out, but maybe a disagreement or whatever. But, and I love those guys. They took care of me and, and they put me in a position where I got the best experience that I possibly could at that age. And, uh, man, it was surreal. And, uh, and the fact that I'm coming back to Miami, Florida, I'm going to see some of these people again. And, uh, you know, it, it, and it's a different me now. So it's just, oh, man, I just, I don't even know how to explain it, brother. It, no words can explain it. It's just right now I'm in the position of mind to stay focused and not let all that get to me. And, uh, and I have a job to get done on Damn. Thursday, on the 23rd. There you and, go. Um, and I'm going to get that job done. There you go. July 23rd, Trent will take on Jared Gooden uh, in the main event uh, of Titan FC on UFC Fight Pass. Trent, thanks so much for your time, man, and uh, looking forward to seeing you here again in South Florida, welcoming you back. Hey, brother, thank you. And hey, one more thing, man. Listen, God bless everybody, man. God bless everybody. And uh, I, I just, I'm looking forward to this, and, uh, you know, all glory goes to God. Very grateful man there, very humbled person, Trent McCowan, returning to South Florida, competing on a big platform or stage as Titan FC is, and looking forward to having him down here in Miami. Let's talk some pro wrestling, shall we? Uh, some some you know, p- people have been really sleeping uh, on Impact Wrestling. Uh, they've been putting on some good shows. Uh, honestly, I, I, I myself, it, it's kind of hard for me to, to see uh, this event. Uh, or, or sorry, TNA or, or Impact Wrestling. Because I don't have access to TV. My cable provider just doesn't have it. So I have to find other avenues to see it. But when I do get the chance to see it, they are building their own talent, some names that you probably have never heard of, I, I haven't heard of, until I see Impact Wrestling. They're not doing the strategy here like AEW that uses guys like a Jericho or, or John Moxley, guys that have been there for some time, although they've kind of changed that since the layoffs of WWE. Impact Wrestling has now picked up EC3, Gallows and Anderson, Heath Slater. Uh, Hell and Rhino and Tommy Dreamer is still there I and you know with all due respect to Tommy but Tommy man there is a time and place and when it's time to hang it up it's time to hang it up I understand you love the passion but come on just you're a great producer in the back do what you gotta do you're a talented man in the business but sometimes you just gotta know when your body just telling you no and you can't do it anymore you know come on but either way, Impact Wrestling has been putting out some great matches, uh, great entertainment. Uh, a big fan here of Ace Austin. And now, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we, we got word that EC3 is a part of it. Also, uh, so many names that are making their way in there. And they some of these guys, though, had originally been in Impact Wrestling, like EC3. Uh, Gallows and Anderson at one point uh, were part of Impact Wrestling. So 
it's, it's, it's neat to see them uh, returning. Eric Young is another one, a former champion, has made his way back to Impact Wrestling. And mind you, they're doing this stuff without a crowd, of course, just like mostly all the, the promotions out there, except for WWE and AEW who use their own talent uh, to serve as crowd members. But man, they're doing a phenomenal job. They're doing great stories, really interesting, engaging the fans. It's not your typical stuff. And again, it's fresh blood. You know, faces that we are not familiar with. And they are building their own brand. And giving an opportunity guy to guys like EC3, Heath Slater. Could be a resurgence or, or, or a reincarnation of their gimmick or their, their, their persona. Hell, we, we haven't noted yet, but no way Jose has gone on the record uh, and also changed the way he is now in fact changing his name uh, growing his hair long uh, a, a person that's really unrecognizable uh, so it's great to see that promotions like Impact Wrestling is given that opportunity to guys like EC3 who has pretty much redone himself and I love the way that he has been doing the montage and the videos um a different side of EC3 not the cocky one not the one with the money not this guy with, with big muscles or nothing it's just this this aggressive man kind of like a kind of like a Randy Orton if you say uh, but I'm loving Impact Wrestling if you haven't seen it please do get a chance to find ways of how to see this um, aside from them uh, New Japan is still around of course they're, they're doing their events um, and of course the WWE and AEW, but you know, ROH hasn't done anything since this whole pandemic started and Impact Wrestling has been delivering. They've been putting on a weekly basis events and now with guys like EC3 making their way in. Wow. It's all. And they also have a good knockouts division or women's division and they've always done a great job at that. Great job at that. So get an opportunity get yourself that chance to watch impact wrestling and you can send us an email here on the roman show info at the roman show.com and share your thoughts on what you think uh are your best uh takeaways from impact wrestling if you haven't seen it in a while and you just happen to go back and see it now so let us know your thoughts and we will read it right here live on the program switching gears Everyone wants to go back to pro wrestling shows or baseball games and football games and MMA shows. Although some MMA events have had events where they allow fans to a low capacity. In fact, Combat Night, they will be having a show July 25th. Looking forward to going out there and announce. Uh, but of course, the measures will be in place just as wearing face masks. Uh, also, uh, practicing the, the social distancing. So when you have, when you go to an event of such, of such, these protocols and measures have to be in place. When we go to do Titan FC, we do our COVID-19 testing. So everyone in that building is, has been tested and is COVID-19 free. Uh, and it's something that for the meantime, we have to get used to it uh, until the vaccine becomes available to the public. And we had the opportunity and very thankful and humbled for having Dr. Anthony Harris 
on the Roman show to talk about these questions. You know, what are the proper things that promotions, events have to do in order for us to enjoy a fun and safe event? And we are really grateful for him to coming on the program and letting us know. I know a lot of people here have been uh, sending messages and saying, hey, are they going to allow fans or why don't they allow fans? Well, listen to Dr. Anthony Harris. He's going to break it to you. I'm pretty sure for the most part, all the questions you have in mind, he answers it for you here. Take this stuff with you. Learn from it. And listen, we're not out of the woods yet. Practice what the doctors, the scientists and the experts have been preaching. This ain't no joke, man. This ain't no joke. People have been contaminated with the COVID-19. Some do happily survive it, like if nothing happened, and others unfortunately lose their life. And you can go into the debate of how many people have survived and how many people have died. The point is, as of the recording of this podcast, 130,000 and change are almost 135,000 and change people that have died could have never probably died if this thing didn't exist. So we need to do our part to save others and save ourselves. So coming up next, Dr. Anthony Harris right here on The Roman Show. Welcome everyone to a great interview here with Dr. Anthony Harris. He is with the medical director at WorkCare. Uh, Dr. Harris, thank you so very much for your time and speaking to us here on The Roman Show. Really appreciate it. I understand that you've been uh, very, very uh, uh, busy these days uh, with this whole COVID-19 uh, and, and the numbers spiking uh, every day, especially here where we live in Florida, but uh, across the nation uh, but, but, Doctor, thanks so much for your time to speak to us. Hey, Mr. Roman. Pleasure to be here and uh, happy, to, happy to have a great discussion on how to help. Well, let's first get to the case, get straight to the point, actually. Uh, this week, Walt Disney World opened up their, their, their doors to the public. Prior to that, though, Universal uh, Studios had opened up their uh, doors as well. Um, and you've, you've, you've been a part of this. What can you tell us so far? I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're the doctor here. I understand that we really don't get to see any spike uh, numbers until two weeks this whole thing happens. Um, is that accurate? Yeah, I mean, there, there is going to be a lag, you know, in terms of uh, when social distancing breaks down and when uh, we see spikes, right? And that, and that's at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Uh, and, and when we talk and we, when we're counseling with uh, theme parks and, uh, you know, those uh, uh, venues that have a, the public coming in, you know, the, the name of the game is really to get people to adhere to the protocols in place. You know, is there a safe way to open up and uh, prevent transmission of COVID-19? The answer is uh, unequivocally yes. Um, and we can talk further about what those, you know, uh, protocols look like. But, uh, you know, the quintessential part of it is getting the general public to adhere to those protocols when, when they are in place. Moving forward, doctor, um, you know, now we're moving into this. There, there were some talks some conversations that when the heat was coming in, it was going to help kill the virus. What have we learned so far about this? 
Uh, absolutely uh, not true, uh, right? Uh, what we know about this particular virus, SARS-CoV-2, and its vulnerability um, to uh, uh, sunlight, if you would, or heat, uh, it, it really is uh, vulnerable to UVC. UVC being from the sun, um, but uh, the UVC that we get here at the ground level is very minimal. Most of the UVC is filtered out by the layers of atmosphere above us. So, uh, you know, the notion that summertime is going to bring more intense sun, more intense heat, uh, and be able to kill the virus, uh, just not playing out that way and not what we see uh, when we examine at, at the, you know, uh, level of uh, studying the virus and, and its susceptibility. Now, with that being said, one of the trends that we're probably seeing uh, in, in, in regards to uh, why spikes are happening is because people are out and about, right? Mm-hmm. Before we were social distancing because of measures in place. Uh, now that the summer is in full swing, uh, people are anxious to get out. And, uh, you know, they uh, perhaps have uh, swung too far to the left in regards to uh, getting out and about in social uh, spaces without those measures being adhered to well. And so there's a way back, and you know, we can talk more about how, how that looks, but certainly summertime didn't bring the uh, cessation of um, cases that we had hoped. There, there was a report recently, or, or a doctor came on the press and stated that if everyone wore their masks for, for I guess, two months or something like that, it was about two months, uh, the virus will pretty much just be abolished. Is, is there any truth to that? You know, there is, there is a, uh, you know, some validity to that statement in that, you know, these uh, measures that are in place, like wearing a face cover, are designed to help minimize transmission uh, from one person to the next, right? Uh, and, and with regard to the face covering, all the, the whole goal of the face covering is to stop those uh, droplets that uh, are expelled when we're talking or speaking or even singing in some cases, right? Um, and those droplets, most of those droplets are about 20 microns in size. And those fall to the ground within usually uh, three feet, studies show. Uh, but it's those droplets that are about five microns in size or smaller that can hang out in the air. And so we know that a uh, cloth mask that is at least more than one layer of cloth uh, is effective at preventing uh, most of those droplets from being pushed into the air when we're around and speaking and congregating with others. Obviously, that social distancing piece is also key to to stay out of that uh, zone, if you would, where those droplets hang out around each of us. Uh, But there is validity to the notion that uh, face coverings will be key to helping uh, stem the tide of this uh, resurgence we're seeing. And doctor, again, thank you so much for taking your time and speaking to us. Really appreciate you with all your knowledge. We're speaking to Dr. Anthony Harris, medical director at work here. So, you know, speaking to you, I get the gist. Hey, it's not that bad going to Disney World as long as we're practicing the social distancing and we're wearing our face mask. But when it comes to sporting events, we, we sure as hell miss our sports. And um, as you know, sporting events, some of them are held in arenas or in, or in venues like banquet halls or whatnot. Uh, not particularly in, in a large stadium, but in relation here for, for some sports such as pro wrestling uh, or mixed martial arts or boxing. In these type of events, doctor, as you know, there's a lot of excitement. Uh, there's also drinking, right? There's, there's beer drinking and, uh, or, or food or whatnot that you're eating. But with the excitement comes the standing up and cheering. And when you cheer, you are more than off, you're going to be some saliva, right? Some droplets are going to be in the air. So is, is it safe to hold an event uh, with fans uh, 
and, and practicing the social, even if you have that six feet apart. And I, I've seen in some events that they've held, um, like in gymnasiums, they, the seats are six feet apart, but you'll have like three seats together, then you have the six feet. But you still have people screaming and cheering. Yeah, and you're right. You're absolutely right. You know, and when we talk about, um, you know, perhaps the worst case scenario in terms of potential exposure, right? Um, we're talking about these venues where people are gathered together uh, and there's a lot of excitement, right? Uh, take, for example, the notion of what's called super spreaders or super spreading events. These are, these are classically events where, again, like in a church, you have a bunch of people together and they're celebratory, if you mm-hmm. would, uh, and there's a lot of, uh, of vocal, you know, vocal um, uh, uh, opportunities for people to spread the potential virus. So these things are, we, we know to be bad, right? Just flat out bad uh, in terms of risk for transmission. Now, if we're taking into account that when you show up to these events, everyone is adherent to the process of uh, protecting others, wearing the face mask. That will be, you know, uh, useful in decreasing potential risk, but still there's risk there. Nothing's absolute, uh, unfortunately, right? Everything is kind of a gradient of risk. And taking these measures, each measure is designed to decrease risk further. You, uh, you know, washing your hands frequently, uh, the social distancing, the face mask. So these things absolutely have to be in place, uh, even in those venues, uh, such as, especially in those venues where you're indoors and there's limited airflow as opposed to out in a major field. But I, I definitely understand and, and feel, you know, the urgency uh, to, to re-enter the, the, the sports uh, um, uh, opportunity for ent- entertainment, right? My niece plays D1 softball at Duke, and my nephew coaches D1 basketball in Tennessee. And, you know, they're itching to get back, but we have to make sure we're doing it safely uh, to protect everyone. So so if we're in a venue and everyone has their mask and, and, and we scream, of course, nothing is guaranteed, but with the, the probability of us getting COVID-19 or less because everyone is practicing what they should be. Uh, as far as the face, the face mask, and of course the, the social distancing. Absolutely, as far as we know, that's going to be the best case scenario to minimize uh, both minimize the risks to others and be able to open back up safely. Absolutely. And now, see, see, one thing that, and, and I see here uh, uh, as a as a challenge is, say, for example, pro wrestling. You know, you have these pro wrestlers that are inside the ring. And they're used to uh, engaging with the crowd. They're shaking hands. And it's so hard for them uh, to see these fans with face masks and you're not able to touch them because it's just something that's a part of the sport. So it really just comes down to education. It, it certainly does. You know, education and behavior modification, right? You can put it out there in terms of what to do and how to do it. But at the end of the day, if the fans aren't knowledgeable, the patients aren't knowledgeable, and they're not adhering to those protocols, then the efforts break down and the usefulness of those efforts break down. Uh, and so I agree with you wholeheartedly. Education is going to be key. And, you know, education is coming from a myriad of sources, not just uh, my, you know, uh, operations like ourselves and at work care, a group of occupational health docs, um, but the local and community hospitals, the local county uh, health departments, uh, the communications coming from there are going to be key and essential as well in terms of getting the public, uh, you know, on the same page of we're here to help protect each other uh, and do the best we can uh, to reopen safely. So, doctor, when when can we feel pretty confident? I know the vaccine there. Uh, as far as I understand, I believe it just hit the first phase going into the second and then soon the third phase. 
correct me if I'm wrong there. Uh, but w- when can we feel safe to go to a sporting event? Uh, 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 hell, you're in a family gathering and, and just feel like, hey, I, we're okay. We don't have to be worried about this, this COVID-19. But one thing I could tell you, though, Doc, I think that now people are learning their lesson to always wash their hands and not touch their face no matter what, despite this, right? I think we, we took that from this. I agree with you. You know, people are starting to become more cognizant, right, of are they practicing safe, uh, you know, uh, practices in regards to hand washing, not touching the face, wearing the face mask. And in regards to, you know, when it's going to be safe for us, uh, it's going to be really a case-by-case scenario. Uh, Take, for example, what we're seeing play out in various states. You have various states and different levels of being open for business, restaurants being uh, open for business, uh, and you're seeing a difference, a drastic difference, in what uh, obviously is being experienced in Florida versus being experienced perhaps uh, here in Illinois and Chicago, where I live, um, because you have measures in place. Um, that are designed to help protect. And so uh, we, we know that, you know, it can be safe to go back into the sporting events, but you're going to have to be really uh, keyed into the particulars of that uh, event, right? And, and, and just, you know, pay attention, right? If you show up and you're not seeing protocols adhered to in the crowd, uh, consider leaving. Right, and I know it'd be hard for for many after you've already paid your uh, admission and and you, you've arrived. But we do have to be cautious on a case by case basis, event by event basis, as to whether or not it's going to be safe for you and safe for your family to be there. So, and doc, you know, some people are, are just claiming victory once we get the vaccine, or everything's back to normal. I, I don't think that's the case, right? It would it would take a process and. And who would, in your opinion, who would be the first in line here that will be getting this vaccine? I don't think it's going to be like a free-for-all, like a buffet. I could just show up and get vaccines, you know. Uh, how would that work? Yeah, you're spot on, right? Just having the vaccine available is just, you know, uh, the, um, the first step in the whole process of getting um, the public, the general public vaccinated to the level that we, we is required for what's called herd immunity, right? And herd immunity being that uh, we have enough people vaccinated, enough people immune to the virus, SARS-CoV-2, that we transmission rates uh, dramatically drop and, and hopefully eventually go away. Uh, that number lives around, depending on the geographics, is around 60%, right? 60, sometimes 65, 70%. Uh, and the logistics, step two of getting that vaccine once available out to the general public and starting to vaccine, uh, vaccinate as many people as we can is the next big hurdle. And even, you know, the CDC is working, has uh, special dedicated funds uh, with NIH uh, to, to address uh, how logistics are going to work once a vaccine is in play. And there's hope, right? Uh, the the uh, efforts, uh, particularly a vaccine that's in uh, phase three clinical trials with, uh, in association with the federal government uh, agencies and Oxford University is launching in Brazil. It's throughout the UK. It's in a number of locations in that last stage of uh, uh, approval, if you would, uh, FDA approval. And, and once we have it, though, it's probably still going to be uh, well into uh, 2021 before we get to that point where we have herd immunity. Uh, but we're ramping up 300 million uh, vaccines, vials uh, uh, of vaccines uh, is what the target is for October from this particular uh, opportunity with the Oxford collaboration. So you're saying that maybe potentially, let's say if, if the vaccine drops in the fall, uh we could be somewhat of uh, people obtaining this vaccine, say, late next year? 
Uh, well, actually, uh, October is the earliest uh-huh. anticipated. Uh-huh. Uh, beginning of next year, uh, early next year is uh, what may be more likely. And then uh, the point at which we have wide distribution, mm-hmm. yeah, well into next summer or next, even next fall, uh, because of the logistics of getting, uh, you know, that scale of a vaccination effort is just tremendous, uh, one can imagine. So it will be some time till we get to that 60, 70 percent herd, uh, herd immunity level. So that good two-year window seems kind of like will somewhat be back to this new normal, per se. Hopefully so, yeah. <laughs> once once we start having communities, and, and it will be case by case, right? Most likely the highest risk areas, the, the most vulnerable people will be the ones that receive it first, right? The elderly, uh, those who have pre-existing conditions, uh, et cetera. So there'll be a game book um, in terms of distributing the vaccine to, to make sure we're capturing risk for those who are uh, most at risk of, of uh, dying from COVID-19. And in the fall, uh, doctor, there's also been said that uh, the numbers are expected to increase. Uh, will we see potentially that, that increase? Uh, but again, I guess it would have to go back to educating. If people are following the protocol, we won't see that number rise. Well, you know, across the board, we're anticipating a rise. If you look at the 23 projections that were given to the CDC just this week uh, from different institutions and universities, including Columbia University, one of my favorite per, um, uh, models for projecting out growth of uh, the, the potential uh, transmission across the country, um, we're est- they are estimating those 23 uh, projections are estimating a uh, uh, increase in fatality, the mortality of COVID-19 to 160,000, right? We're currently at about 135,000 deaths in the U.S., but by August 1st, it's anticipated of 160,000. So that's a, you know, a dramatic increase, 25,000 more deaths from today until August 1st. Uh, In comparison, over the last uh, a week, we've uh, we've had an increase of uh, uh, about 5,000. Um, and in two weeks, we're going to have an increase of 25,000. So we, we, we're needing to really buckle down and get on top of our P's and Q's, so to speak, in terms of adhering to those protocols to help prevent these increases. Uh, but, Doctor, even though the, 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 the folks who are infected with the, with the virus, uh, that number, of course, is going up, but the deaths are low. Is that a good sign? So we're still seeing a correlation between, you know, increasing, like the number of deaths are increasing. The rate of deaths, uh, we had a little bump uh, about two weeks ago. The rate is starting to decrease still. And that could speak to, and to your point, be a good sign as as, uh, compared to our preparedness, right? We're learning more and more in the healthcare community of how to care for people once infected with COVID-19 to help prevent deaths. Uh, And we've learned a lot, I I would uh, gather as well, from overseas in countries that have been dealing with uh, COVID-19 and have far lower mortality rates than we do here in the U.S. Um, and, and the other component of it as well is that we we're seeing perhaps a shift in the number of individuals affected in the younger generations, those individuals less likely to uh, succumb to COVID-19 infections. That could also be playing out as well in terms of what we're seeing with the decreasing uh, mortality rate. 
Well, Doctor, I think uh, we, we've learned a lot from you, and I appreciate it. We'd love to have you here again later on, uh, hopefully in the fall, to see how things happen. I know many people are excited. They want their football back. You know, they want all their sporting events. I know we got um, the NBA coming back and Major League Baseball and hockey, but with no fans. Um, so it, it's definitely a different world that we are living in, and, and maybe some time. Uh, it, concerts, you know, for the most part, everything has been shut down. Um Across the nation, there are no musical concerts you can go to. Uh, I guess it, it just comes out to, to, to being patient, huh, Doc? You're right. Patience is going to be key, but then also caution, right? Taking an abundance of caution when you do have an opportunity to enjoy some of the uh, these, you know, opportunities of normalcy. Go to an event. Make sure you're just adhering to the precautions that the venue has put in place, so that you're safe, so that everyone around you is safe. And that's going to play out for us far better uh, at achieving that sense of normalcy, getting back to those things we have come to enjoy uh, here in you know the South, the Midwest, the, the West, uh, and abroad. Well, Dr. Dr. Harris with the medical director at work here, we appreciate your time. Thank you for your knowledge. Uh, thank you for, for helping us uh, stay uh, clean and, and healthy with, with your messages here. We appreciate you and, uh, and keep doing what you're doing. We really appreciate all the work you do, sir. Hey, Rodolfo, this has been a pleasure, uh, and I'd love to come back, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking about uh, the success that we've yes. had at stemming the tide in the fall. I, I, so I, I can't enjoy I can't wait to the moment uh, to let go to a football game and go to a, a cold one. You know, Doc, I'm just counting the days, whenever that happens. <laughs> I will, I'll cheers to that. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Doc. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Mr. Harris joining us on the cold this whole vaccine uh, becomes more of a, of a common thing uh, and if you have any questions feel free to email it to us at info at the roman show.com and uh, we'll see we'll shoot it to the doctor and we'll get you an answer there well uh the ufc continues with their events in uh, fight island and, and last night it's proven that the flyaway championship isn't going anywhere. Davidson Figueredo defeated Joseph Benavides to win the flyaway belt. And the boss, UFC President Dana White, is happy with the person holding the title. He said that the flyaway division is not going anywhere. He is impressed with Figueredo's performance. And you can count that the flyaway division is not going anywhere despite Henry Cejudo leaving. Um, and all the talks that they were saying back about a year ago that this division was just not going to exist anymore. So, sorry guys. It's it's staying. I know many people are out there crying as to why they were going to eliminate it. Well, they're not. We got a new champ and the division is strong. We got word that Israel Adesanya will be defending his welterweight championship against Paulo Costa in potentially Fight Island. Uh, it's, 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 it's now official that September 19th will be the date. Paulo Costa reminds me of a Joel Romero. Remember those two who had a great battle? Uh, but more a, a person who would take chances. If you recall the Romero fight in Adesanya, there were so many opportunities for Romero to attack. And he, he just wasn't uh, being offensive and Israel was very defensive. But on the other hand, I do believe that Paolo Costa is a different fighter and he will be pressuring and testing Israel Adesanya. Uh, 
potentially is going to be his toughest challenge as a welterweight champion. Uh, although he had a great fight with Galvin Gastelum, but I really do believe that Paulo Costa, uh, Costa is going to have or give him potentially the toughest challenge to date. And if he can overcome Costa, then Adesanya could be riding on a smooth road for the time being until another welterweight shows up there. Uh, again, Adesanya is, is undefeated uh, in mixed martial arts uh, in the UFC. But Kaula Costa is the guy that could potentially take away that all. Well, we want to thank you very much for joining us here on The Roman Show. Uh, it's been a great podcast here. Again, we were doing something new. Uh, doing it out in the open Enjoying the, 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 the vitamin D's Again, it, it's uh, it's something that we need to take in consideration of. Protect yourself, stay clean, wash your hands, do everything. We'll catch you right here on the program. Uh, we won't be on next week. We're going to take it off. But head on over to theromanshow.com uh, and you can follow up with any interviews and podcasts that we've had uh, not too long ago. All right, so enjoy yourselves, guys. Stay safe. We'll catch you here in about two weeks. If you haven't on, you haven't heard. You've been listening to The Roman Show.